amount of black people. Underserved communities create new things that they get locked out. Hey you guys, it's Veronica and you're listening to Culturally Lit and it's almost New Year's Eve, almost 2018. Danny, are you ready? I'm so ready. I'm ready to get 2017 behind us. Really? It was that, yeah. was, why? Uh, it's just been a year of transition. Mm-hmm. It's been a year of learning mm-hmm. myself, learning new things. I'm just ready to apply what I've learned to this new year. Okay, and we have some friends who, who are here who want to share Right. About what they learned in 2017 and what they want to let go and not bring it to 2018. So we're going to let them introduce themselves. We're going to start off with you. What's up, everybody? This is Dee Lee. Hey, Shamika. Hello, this is Terika. <laughs> Jelly. <laughs> and this is Tommy. Yeah, we've all been yeah, drinking some champagne and some Jack Daniels, you know, as usual. But I think one of the things that I want to leave is Danny ready? Do I need to leave Danny in 2017? Can, can you come with me? Can you Fire. Oh, man. But um, one thing I think I want to leave, I know I need to leave in 2017, is being reactive instead of proactive. I need to... That's Take more one. initiative when it comes to certain things. I have food in my mouth, you guys. That's the reason why I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. My bad. But that's a really good one. So you want to be more reactive than... No. 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 We you need Danny to, to listen more in 2018. I said oh. I want to be more proactive than reactive. Okay. So what does that mean? I mean, just taking initiative when I know things need to be done instead of waiting until something falls apart. Just make sure that it's together before it can even fall apart. Mm, that's a word. Stay ready. You never got to get be ready. ready. Mm-hmm. We ready. <laughs> we ready. Troy. We ready. We ready. <laughs> Feels like a church hymnum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Negro spiritual. Negro spiritual, um, two, five, six, seven, and, eight. And what I'll say <laughs> is that one thing that I want to leave in 2017 is a fear of no. I want to move forward in 2018 understanding that it's okay as long as you give it a valiant effort in everything you do, that it's just, I mean, it's just the, the law of just averages, that if you try hard enough and if you give it enough attempts, then something will fall through. I mean, even a broken, cro- a broken clock is right twice a day. Mm, look at you. Is that from Ms. Matt's class? No. It's not? Okay. But, I mean, that's just to say that, you know, we can't, we can't be discouraged by things not going our way especially the first few times that we try, we have to continue to, you know, if it's in our hearts, just to give it our all and have faith that it'll all work out. Okay, so yeah. D. Lee, is there something that you would like to leave in 2017? You know, I don't know if there's anything I want to leave, but to piggyback off of what you said around being more proactive, I think that's powerful because I think sometimes we have to use more of our intuition because we say we want better things, we want a better life for ourselves, but sometimes we don't listen to our intuition. Right. <clears throat> so I think it's just critical to, in those tough moments, when we don't want to get up at 5 a.m. to go to the gym, mm. when we don't want to stay late at work and finish that report, that we know is going to be uh, rewarding. We should do those things because it's in those moments where it tests our character and it tests, you know, how, do we, how bad do we really want something. 
So I think using our intuition, being more proactive, you know, it's easier said than done, but we put it to the test every day. Right. And I can agree to that. Yeah, that's sure. a word. That's awesome. Shamika? Um, I would say just not stressing over the things that I can't control in my life. That's I had a lot of ups and downs this year, and I just want to live more in the moment and just focus on the things that I do have control over and not the things that I don't. You know, because life is life. You know, right. Life is going to be ups. It's going to be downs. But it's really what you do to get yourself on your feet is what matters. Right. And, you know, learning from the mistakes that you make and just growing and transitioning to a better you. So. And that's how you learn. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the best teachers are the mistakes. I mean, for sure. And your experiences. Though. And your experiences that you have. That's a good one. I like that. Terrific. Um, I'm leaving procrastination in uh, 2017. Um, why leave for tomorrow what you can do today? And <clears throat> I'm also leaving the stress and um, actually taking control of my life and understanding that I create my reality and I can't put that on anybody else. That it's my job to create whatever it is that I want to create because I'm created in the creator's image. So I have the ability to create and it's all on me. And what's not on me is something that I can't control. So I just got to let it go. Right. And I think I have that issue too. Like just worrying about things that are out of my control. And then I get anxiety. And then I think about it the whole time. And I don't have control over it in the first place. Girl, I'm in therapy for anxiety. That's what yeah, we I'm need to take. We need to take with us to 2018 is our mental health. Take yeah. that one. As we yeah. as we talked about on a previous yeah. episode, <laughs> Jelly. Um, I am leaving. Um, learning how to say no. Learning how to say no. I guess. I guess. So what I'm leaving is trying to please everybody. Oh, that's a good mm -hmm. one. That is, that is a good. Because you can never please everybody. I, I wrote on my list, I said, if it's not hurting someone physically, I should just do what I want to do. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, Nanny. No, I, I feel you on that. But you know what that put me in the mindset of? What? That homecoming when we got in trouble and I said, uh, did we kill somebody? somebody? Yeah. Yeah, but okay. Did anybody die? No. We did get in trouble. We always get in trouble, so. But that's a good, that's a good one. I mean, you as know, long you as you're not intentionally harming, inflicting harm on anyone else, what, yeah. right. as long as and you're I not acting with malice, you yeah. know, as long as you're doing something that you believe, you know, it's the right thing to do in that moment, not to affect anyone else. And hey, I don't know if you want to do everything that, you know, you want to do. I'm, I mean, but you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I get it. I not get it. being too worried about what other people are going to yeah, think. Sometimes you try, you put other people's mm -hmm. feelings before your feelings, mm -hmm. and then you end up being the one who get the shit in of the and then get hurt because they're doing what they want to do but you're right. so focused on how they feel that they're not even focused on how you feel well that's why they say sometimes forgiveness is for you right. because the other person be out there living their life you know, forgiveness is definitely they hurt for me. you like yeah. it's for you it's not for the other person it's for you and right. that's a part of loving yourself is being able to forgive yourself and forgive others because you don't want to stuck with it exactly Tommy Y'all are very, very deep. I will say that. <laughs> are some deep motherfuckers. I do apologize. Listen, I'm on. I'm very unorthodox. Um, you know, when it comes to that mindset. No, be I'm, yourself. Listen, I'm gonna tell you one thing. 
I'm not leaving nothing in 2017. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Everything I'm taking with me because it was a learning lesson. And guess Come what? On. That yes. learning lesson is coming with me. But what I will do more of 2018, I will travel more. That's one. I need okay. to do I'm that. I'm going to turn the fuck up. Yeah. And I'm going to save and earn more money and have multiple incomes. Say that. I'm with it. Yeah. Like, I'm that's with what it. I'm going to I'm not leaving a damn thing because I learned everything in 2017. I'm taking it with me. Point, point, point. I do apologize that I'm not sentimental and, you know, no, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? No, I'm, I'm, it was very sarcastic. No, <laughs> no, but seriously though, though, but seriously though, yeah. Um, everything that we do, everything that we've been through, it was a learning lesson. It was a teaching lesson. If it was good or bad, guess what? We know not to do it again, or damn it, do it again. Right. So point blank, period. You know, started off new. Started off beat. Great. How about that? Yeah. Right. Everybody started off great. Whatever you think is great. I agree. Shit. Some people think you know. Being by myself is great. Some people think I need to find love is great. Whatever you think is great is great. And speaking of finding love, I just had to bring this up. Um, We talked about it before we came on air. Uh Uh-oh. This $24.99K jewelry engagement ring. I just want to know. Mind you, I ain't (laughs) never been proposed to in my life. Okay. So you before sure? you even ask me, oh well, I mean, okay, wait a I would, but it was no ring involved. How about that? So, <laughs> so did you say no because there was no ring involved? I said no because I was eighteen and we were sitting okay. in the army um, little thing where they getting ready to go off to war. Oh, and I was like, look, bro, so my parents ain't gonna get down with this. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so no. would maybe you, would you right now, but dude, you truly loved them. I mean, you loved the fuck out of them. He said, babe, let's go get married. Would you get married to him? No ring. What is a ring anyway? Wait, no, wait, no, yes or no, yes or no, yes or no. If I, I truly loved him, yeah, you truly love him. He said, "Babe, let's go get married. Let's just do it. Fuck it." I would if it was. Can we bring place. some people with us though? What bring what? Like appearance. Yeah, yeah, whatever. No, okay, the question I is whether or not you. So you would, right? In my without a ring. Okay. So in my mindset, where I was in the past, okay. now more so, I'm kind of single right now, so I'm probably. Oh, she threw it out there, fellas. She's single. Okay. <laughs> she just threw it out there. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that was just a thorn. She just threw it out there, everybody. <laughs> But what if it was without a ring, Veronica? That's the question. So, like, if someone proposed to you, someone you love, without a ring... Maybe he was in that moment. Maybe he just felt like... He just said, fuck No, it, y'all. No, wait a minute. I would take the spontaneity of getting married just out a whim. Then you sitting there thinking out, buying me a $24.99 ring. So, so my thing is, it could have been spontaneous. It could have been spontaneous. And then you got no, it's so a sale. Said, Shit, let me just get this. That real is quick. nothing spontaneous. You thought that out. That was planned. Mm-hmm. I could have been walking that's, through the mall. That's bull. And they say, hey, come on in. What's wrong? <laughs> we got $24.99 oh, rings over here. That's bull. But did, did the ring? You thought about that purchase. Did the ring turn the finger green? I mean, it was. It was authentic wow. sterling silver, yeah. was it not? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what's the problem with it? Uh-uh. Well, no, a I, ring I, is just I a feel symbol. Like Terica, though, like, if it was something that was just spontaneous yes. and you just proposed to me and you didn't have a ring, okay. But if you actually sit there and planned it and you went to the store and you picked up a $24 
Yeah. That's when they started giving out the ring, right? Right. Before that, what that did they like do? I didn't know that, brother. What did okay. they do? Nothing. Probably. They married. Right. right. So if you look at it, right, the diamond. Don't it's matter. It's not really it is, worth that much. It, listen, it's just a rock, right? Mm. It is an advertisement, basically, Ponzi scheme that the diamond industry came up with. Said, let me put a value on this. Right, because it's just a rock. It's just a rock. Well. So guess what? But I'd rather you we buy so me a ring. That we gotta spend thirty thousand dollars, seven thousand dollars on a ring. Who's spending thirty thousand dollars on a ring? Okay, don't even if it was seven thousand, it's rings. Don't buy it's me no thirty thousand dollar ring. I don't want it. But would you rather yeah, that seven thousand? Wait, 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 wait. You, put wait, wait, wait. you don't wait. You don't want a twenty four ninety nine ring, but you don't want a thirty thousand dollar ring. I mean, you can't. Yeah. But would you rather that seven or that thirty thousand go towards and a ring or towards a down payment on your home? But I'm liable to beat you up. Preach. I'm trying to say I'm liable to beat you up if you walking around with a thirty dollar thirty thousand dollar ring and take your shit. Nobody would know. Though. Nobody, <laughs> Jessica, 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 but would you rather would you rather have that as a down pot as a deposit on your home or something yeah. just to wear on your finger? A down payment on my home. But twenty five dollars. You can you can buy me a solid gold ring. And I'm okay. We need to talk about that. Home, definitely. Yeah. But it needs to be some communication around that. Exactly. So I think a big part of this is alignment. Like you need to be aligned with the person that you're with. And if you are truly aligned mentally, physically, emotionally, you will know what your partner expects, and you will know what your partner needs. So I think the twenty four ninety nine ring. That is for somebody. The thirty thousand dollar ring. That is for somebody. But I think it goes back to communication, as you said, mm-hmm. and being aligned with your with your partner. So I mean, I think it's just all about alignment. I so, agree. So let's say if I let's say if I know what she expects, I truly know what she expects, mm-hmm. but I don't got it. I don't have it to give her a five thousand dollar ring that she wants. Right. I don't have it. Twenty four ninety nine might have been a struggle. A ten thousand dollar ring that she has, right? Right. I have enough for twenty four ninety nine. Right. Guess what? Really, to be honest, though, she won't know how much it is when it goes in that box. You just know it's a ring. It's a psychological thing. But if you have somebody who loves you for real and you're being honest as to where you are in your life, I don't think that should be an issue. You're right. right. You can upgrade her later. But $24.99 when you're walking around with Jordans on, fuck that. (laughs) So would you rather a $300 ring? Yeah. You say you cool with three hundred dollar ring? You can buy me a band for three hundred dollars. It don't have to have a diamond. I don't want no little bitty ass diamond if you're gonna get me one. Don't get me a diamond at oh, all. Oh Lord. And don't give me no twenty four No, seriously, think about this shit. Women that say that no, no. I'm not saying I'm not saying you. But I mean, women that's like that. So no, no, I know. Right. But what I'm just, you know, I'm a generalizer. Uh-huh. But women that say, you know, I don't the diamond can't be this big, the diamond gotta be this big. Nine times out of ten they say you ain't got no man. The ones that truly got the little diamond, guess what? They got that diamond, but they got a man loving them at home, too. Exactly. Home. Little guess, diamond, guess, big love. Wait a minute. Wait. No, no. Little diamond, big love. Okay, no, no, no. What I think, what I think Terika is trying to say is, you go to the store, you see these Jordans. You're like, man. Okay, uh-huh. They cost $250, but I'm going to make it do what I do. Them Jordans ain't doing nothing for you. They not cooking. They not cleaning. You can't have sex with the Jordans. You can't... Uh, Spend time with the Jordans. I mean, you can go to the movies with the Jordans on they on your feet. But, I mean, they're not really doing stuff for you. you know Neither is the right. I think what Tarek and Veronica are saying no. is not about, it's not about equal finance. It's about equal sacrifice. Right. She wants to understand that you're sacrificing for her. So, if you go in that store and spend 250 on Jordans, but you go buy her a $24.99 ring, 
it doesn't display equal sacrifice. Right. Because you're willing to spend this on these shoes right. instead of an investment. Quick question. I just want all y'all to look at this diamond. This is what I'm man. talking about. Don't do that. <laughs> it's a very, hey, for the listeners, it's a very, very I small diamond. I brought the You just had on ring. It's a very, very small ring. I ain't going to fuck. That ring small as hell. Do not give me a ring. That ring small as hell. That's what you want to give me. Exactly. I just want If you go outside, if you go outside and pick up a little pebble, that pebble's bigger than that ring right there. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah, that wasn't small. I didn't, I didn't realize it looked like that. I didn't know it looked like that. Everybody needs to Google the $24.99 ring. From K Jewelers. From K Jewelers. My thing is just love me more than a ring in general. Right. And if you if you're putting yourself in in a bind to get me a ring at all, don't give me a ring. Because I feel like I love can live through any of it but like when you seriously you go out and you pick out something you looking at it you thinking to yourself i'm gonna propose to her you really gotta think about that because like most of these men or whatever however you're getting married whatever it is they pants that they have on is worth more than that 24.99 ring and if you ain't got it right then Mm -hmm. save it's okay and if that person loves you, they know where you are. Be honest. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but I think it's bigger than that. I feel like most of the time it's satisfying satisfying others around you mm-hmm. opposed right. to I satisfying the, your, your significant other. The Instagram so world. I feel like, not even the Instagram world, sometimes family. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, sometimes friends, whoever, you know, whoever yeah. it may be. But at the same time, I also feel like that's a part of a relationship. Um, that's a part of growth. Like, you should know, like, my girlfriend would kill me if I bought this shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he was saying. Or, exactly. I love her more he than would be, You know, we'd be like, no, we need to go figure this. This is not fine. We can't financially afford this. Because in the end, regardless of if the man buys you a ring, that's y'all bill. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. If he ain't paid, exactly. if he ain't not, paid for yeah, it before he gave it to him. It's not his because at that point when he asked you to be his wife or, you know, whatever, still paying on it. y'all aren't, that's, the, that's the step of, you know, being one. Right. Rather, like he, Danny was saying, would you rather the down payment? I'm like, that's a sacrifice together. Right. So I just feel like personally, you ain't going to just go buy something that you, you know, can't afford or you wouldn't want him. Like, I just don't feel like in a relationship you should put yourself in a bind for your mate and vice versa. I agree. I, I agree. just feel like everything should, have, everything should be the same. I agree. If you can't do it, you can't do it. But that's a decision that you make together. And sometimes I feel like if you are equally yoked, it's some, you don't have to talk about it because you right. already know. Like, yeah. no, that's not happening. And the thing is, People are always worried about what other people are bringing to the table. Do you have a table? Oh. Right. And that's what's, that's what's wrong with a lot of these girls and a lot, well, a lot of people in general. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm about to say some guys too. I have, it, yeah, it's, definitely, it's, it's, it's definitely some guys too. They're looking for what they can get from somebody as opposed to what they can give. Mm-hmm. It's all about love is about what you give. Yeah. And yeah. when you put this love out, you're going to get it in return. Anyway, that's the law of attraction. That's just how it works. Amen. You can't worry about what somebody else bringing to the table when you don't have a table or chairs and you sleeping on an air mattress. So a lot of these people that yeah, like that are person. up in arms person. about this ring or whatever and stuff like that is people who don't even have anything to 
bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Above all else, search yourself. Look in the mirror. Right. That's that's what I have to say about it. Mm-hmm. And you know something I really learned. It was basically more from 2016 that I tried to bring in yeah, 2017. Right. <laughs> was that you have to have yeah. communication because yeah. my that's ex true. and I, I we had the mind. most horrible communication mm-hmm. ever in life. So I had a question. What does good what does good communication look like? Ooh. Oh, Ooh. it's Ooh. different for every Everybody couple. Yeah. Like everyone has a different personality. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. I am not outgoing. I'm more of an introvert, so my communication is gonna be different from, say, Veronica. Mm-hmm. So it's just knowing that you know when you get together with somebody, you have a different personality. They have a different personality. You have to find what works best for you guys, mm-hmm. and not look for what other people have and what their communication. Our relationship like. goes. And on I feel Instagram. like that's what <laughs> exactly people no, look to Instagram or look to what they see other people have and try to have that, and then wondering why it doesn't work out. You shouldn't be trying to esteem what somebody else has. You need to try to find what works for you and works mm-hmm. for you and your partner. Yeah, I just feel like what good communication is, is actively listening, right? Mm-hmm. Number one. Not listening to respond. Exactly. Not listening to res- precisely. But <laughs> but beyond actively listening, in your responses to that individual you're communicating with is your ability to effectively articulate your feelings. I agree. Period. Because you want to make sure that you walk away from whatever that conversation is with the confidence knowing that you conveyed your sincerest point to, you know, they can do whatever they want to do with the point that you've tried to convey. Mm -hmm. But in depending on who you're communicating with, if it's a loved one, presumably they're extending to you the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. and they should know you well enough to know what you're trying to say, even if you don't say all the words, but it's in your attempt to make it clear and to make it concise and for your ability to listen, that makes a good communication. That's what I think good communication is. And with me, um, from just my past experiences, I wouldn't say things just because I didn't want the other person to get upset. Mm-hmm. But then I'm holding back on my feelings. So I feel like communication is, if I'm a person who needs to say how I feel in that moment, you don't have to respond. Mm-hmm. I respect that you may say something rude or you may, you know, not know how to respond to me. But if I have something I want to say and it's making me feel a certain way, I need to address it. Because nine times out of ten, what Veronica is gonna do, she gonna get have some drinks one night, and three months later, <laughs> she gonna tell you, first off, I'm gonna be up. I'm gonna tell you everything you did for the past five months. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna tell you what I did, what you did for the past five months to make me mad. You can be looking at me like I don't remember that. So that's something I've been working on in 2017, which sometimes goes to the extreme because I'm like too honest and mm-hmm. people started saying I was mean but whatever. Oh. I will say this though one of the things I noticed when it comes to relationship and communication you have to know your partner's history as well right. when it comes to communication mm-hmm. because that's how they communicate with you based on what they've been through in the past right. mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't look at the other partners what they've been through and see why they don't express themselves or mm-hmm. see why they, they shut down or, or why they express themselves so mm-hmm. much themselves so much um, and so that's one of the things as well. You have to know your partner right. and know what they've been through in life. Right. Um, so that's one of the biggest keys as in communication mm-hmm. to make it successful. Mm-hmm. And that's a big point because dating, and I always say this, like actively dating and really learning your partner and asking those hard questions around what have you been through? You know, why did your other relationships fail? Because that gives you, to your point, clarity around 
what makes this person tick and like what are those triggers and i relate to you on kind of expressing those tough feelings because it's yeah, hard yeah especially if you have especially if you have a partner or a significant other that doesn't make it a safe space mm-hmm. for you to communicate those difficult feelings you know it's hard and then you yeah. blow up well man honestly that's a toxic relationship mm-hmm. <clears throat> because i feel like communication especially in a partnership it should lead with love always right. Because with love, when you really lead with love, it will cause you not to say certain things Mm -hmm. and to think about how you say certain things to your partner. Um, Yes, we've all been through things, but we can't always use that as as something, as an excuse not to express how you feel. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, if I hold on, hold in what I'm feeling because of your past, where is that getting us? Mm-hmm. We're stepping on eggshells. So right. I feel like in as individuals, everybody has to do their own work. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like relationships consist of me being able to work on a us and a me simultaneously. Mm. Agreed. That's Agreed. good stuff. That's, that's good stuff. And one last thing, when you're communicating with your partner or whomever in your life, you have to try to understand where that person is coming from. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you know, you may be communicating with someone and you have this defense mechanism up that's blocking you from trying to understand where that person is coming from. So you guys can't take what it is and try to grow from it or trying to learn from it or get over that. So a lot of that also, you just need to try to, you know, understand where the partner is coming from. If you don't ask questions, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So that way you guys can try to get to the gist of it and grow. And mm-hmm. I think one another issue that sometimes we do face is we'll get in a relationship maybe when we're not ready to get into a relationship. Mm-hmm. So then mm-hmm. that person could really not be trying to trigger you, but you haven't healed in that exactly. area. So Girl. they're triggering you without Girl. knowing that they're triggering you. And they're <laughs> like, what did I do? All I did was ask you, did you want some McDonald's? I'm going to to them. <laughs> I got into a whole argument at the McDonald's by the other chick, you know, at the same point. At the drive through <laughs> right. But you know what, too? But you know what, too? Well, for me, I can only speak for me. 2017 has been a year of triggering. But in being triggered, I turned around and realized that it was a mirror for myself. Mm -hmm. 2017 for me has been a complete mirror. What's wrong with me? What's right with me? What I need to fix? What I need to change? And it's been so introspective. And I feel like when you're triggered, instead of like going off, which I used to do, I would just go off. Instead of going off, you need to dig down deep to realize why I'm triggered. What can I do to fix me being triggered mm-hmm. at this point? Exactly. I mean, and along with knowing your triggers, though, it's this idea that we need to be able to, again, articulate that to the person who we call being in love with, mm-hmm. with our partners, right? Because they deserve to know amongst anyone else what it is that's setting you off period yeah, I agree. they got to know that so one of the things um when i was a trainer and i used to tell that i was a trainer in a call center what we said was it's not what you say it's how you say it. Have anybody ever heard that right right um and so as time grew and you know i, I grew in my profession i always always said that saying but also added on is not uh it's not what you said but it's how that person perceives it. Yeah. Right. Right. And that's the deepest, that's that's exactly. the deeper 
a meaning of it all because I could say anything, but it's all how you took that, right? Mm -hmm. And that's really what communication it is. It's all how that other person perceives it. Um, So we got to make sure what we say um, gets over to that, you know, mm-hmm. over to that other person, exactly. you know, correctly. And it's unfortunate I mean, I that we can't really control a lot of times how people perceive what we say. We can do our best to give them the best ideas, the tools by, you know, by by saying it the best way we know how to say it in that moment. But at the same time, you know, people sometimes they want to interpret what you say whatever way they want mm-hmm. to anyway. Mm-hmm. So you can say it and you can wrap it up in the most pretty wrapper. At the end of the day, if they want to be offended by something, they mm-hmm. might find something within what you said to be right. offended they, about. They'll choose it. Right. right. But a part of that is, is also learning your partner. And again, I have to say this going back to those hard questions around their past. So you can really mm-hmm. understand what is their frame of reference mm-hmm. and why are they perceiving it. And, and if you don't know, just ask the question. Well, how did you feel when I said that? How did that make you feel? What did that remind you of? People don't understand the power of asking questions. It goes a long way because then you really get an understanding of the person. So instead of assuming or speculating, just ask the question. How does it make you feel? True. Okay. Did I hurt your feelings? Some people don't know how things make them feel. I feel like in communication, whether it's your partner or, you know, family, you also have to have a level of respect Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where you can at one point say, you know, that's never happened to me, but I ain't like that, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And without someone like, you know, Tommy was saying, um, it's how a person perceives it. And then Danny said, you can't really control how a person perceives it. Sometimes you don't know how, you know, it's going to happen. But then, like he said, it didn't, I didn't mean for it to come off that way right. because that's happened to me before, but mm-hmm. you never experienced right. that. Right. So at that point, that's when you need to speak up and say, you know, I didn't, I didn't like that. That hurt my oh, feelings. Yeah, that hurt right. my feelings. Yeah. So, you know, you know whoever, or, mm-hmm. you know, that's something that you won't do again, or a, a certain topic that may need to be addressed yes, right. a little further. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of times with communication, a lot of stuff is swept under the, the dust mm-hmm. because they're afraid of voicing their opinion. All right, the, the backlash. Time. Right, <laughs> because you don't know how it's going to make someone react back mm-hmm. or how it's, how it it really might have hit a soft spot and you might not want to talk about it right then. Exactly. But then you don't think about it anymore and then like Veronica said, you get drunk and then you just decide that you want to <laughs> express yourself. Or in Veronica's case, go to sleep, but that's yeah. okay. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> I'm going to let you know how I feel and then I'm probably going to sleep and then wake up and be like, hey, you look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, oh, what happened? Yeah. You know what, though? I think communication starts with yourself. You have to understand how you feel. Right. right? And you have to be mature enough to learn how to express how you feel. You're responsible for your own emotions. You're responsible for your own reactions. You, The only person that you can control is you. So if I'm communicating with someone else, I have to control myself. Right. And if it bothers me enough to not suppress it, because suppressing it don't do anything with it, bringing it up five, six months later, it doesn't do anything. Communication starts with you. All right. And this I is what I'll say about yourself. that, Terika, too, because I like what you said. I think that part of that is expectation management, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like we need to bring into 2018 effective expectation management. That means mm-hmm. that we need to manage the expectations of others, mm-hmm. you know, because, again, we can't really control what other people do. So 
just know that going into situations. Mm-hmm. But also manage your expectations of yourself to the extent where we ought to know ourselves well enough to know what we're going to let trigger us yes. or what we're going to let affect us in this way mm-hmm. and also manage our expectations to know that if we don't effectively communicate, the result of it can be something that we don't like. Catastrophic. It can be catastrophic. So I think expectation management is something that we certainly need to take with us into the new year. So can I say this? Go ahead. It's a thing called tough love, right? Right, right. Especially when it comes to communication. Sometimes you got to tell a motherfucker what, what it I is. Agree. You got to know, seriously, sometimes you yeah. have to let them let them know that you fucked up, you did wrong. Right. right. You can't be nice. And it cannot always be nice. Can, I, can, I, can sure. I say something? So, and this may go back to where you're from as well and like, I'm from Brooklyn, everybody. Just yeah, apply. yeah, you can hear. And and us, you know, because I feel like sometimes as Southerners, we're just like, nah, hell. I mean, it'll be it'll be a different in these certain situations, but it'll be like they're more direct, which I can respect because it's more a direct thing. We kind of go like around. You know me. But what I'm saying is you can't always be lovey-dovey I and agree. nice. I agree. Sometimes you have to cut, peel that onion like, back. Hey, my man. Pe- no, no. Let not hey, my man. Yo, B. Yo, son. You have to peel that onion back. Yo, yo, back. Right? <laughs> you have to let them know what it is without being, without holding back, without cutting corners, without, you know, shooting going in. I you agree. have to just let them I know. I, listen, I don't fucking like you I, right now. I agree. You and, gotta and let them know because, that. But you know what, though? It's because you have a certain level of respect Fair. for yourself that I'm not going to continue to allow you so to I, treat me like this. Yes, I'm so not going to I'm not going to allow you to say whatever the fuck that it you is cannot that you want to say. Like me. You are, you are not going to do what you want to do. I'm not here for this. So I agree with what he's saying. Come North on. or south. I agree. Sometimes when you hit your limit once you have already explained to somebody, there's a limit. Yeah. And I can I just say this sure. about this listen. So I learned this the hard way, guys, that decorum won't protect you. From the real world, Not you know, form. I mean, just mm-hmm. making sure that you be a class. exactly same no, same thing the right way. That's not going to protect you from reality. You cannot have to be politically you, correct. You you, you can't you can't. But you know what? And so this is an opportunity because we share a cultural similarity. Oh. Those of us taking part in this conversation, but sometimes you trying to say y'all black? Yeah. Oh. I, grew, I, grew, okay. I, grew, I grew up in the suburbs, you know. Well, let me tell you this. Pride so, gate now. But with things that so we can't get away. With a lot of the lack, are the are the are the lax behavior as far as our manners and stuff are concerned, and our interactions with others because of the way it's perceived. We're already perceived as being, t- especially black men, aggressive. we're already aggre- hyper aggressive yes. in the eyes of so many people. We're too, you know, we have to really dilute ourselves. Unfortunate, and that's unfortunate. Black women too. Black women yeah. too. I feel like angry black women. You're so angry. Why are you? So, so the question is, so in 2018, how do we maintain our identities as the strong black individuals we are while still being able to function mentally and also professionally? Our own spaces because they won't ever be able to take us. And I am sick of pacifying them. Mm, mm, I'm over it. I'm over it. Like, I'm done. Because at the end of the day, it's like, they try to put us in a the box. Mm-hmm. 
They tell us what we should say, what we shouldn't say, how we should wear our hair, what we should wear, what we should not wear. At the end of the day, we can keep talking about them all, all we want, but what we need to do is create our own spaces because proper English is not the only way to communicate themselves. I'm bilingual, Ebonics and fucking proper English. <laughs> let's be clear. Let's be real with it. Let's be clear with what it is. Like at the end of the day, why are we still always considering how they feel? Especially when it won't protect. We got trapped. No, 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 no. Uh, you know why? Because guess what? We don't have our own. Right. We don't have. So, so until we have our own, and it, it will, it is going to be many, 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 many years from now. I'm starting that shit. Wait, wait. So, so wait. We're, we're, we're trapped. So let's go back to $24.99 ring. So we put emphasis on these Jordans, on these rings, on all these financial things. So we become stuck. We become trapped in these financial bonds. And we can't free ourselves to own something, to go buy a building where we can start our own business. So we become trapped. And we're a slave to these jobs. And we have to, yes, master, no, master, because we need that check yeah. to pay our bills to take care of our families. To pay master Sally Mae because she... She <laughs> 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 It's about those sacrifices yeah. that we have to make financially so that we can, you know, get ahead in life, so that we can own, so that we can, you know, be business owners. And, like, that's that's a huge part of, like, owning is a huge part. Creating our own spaces, that's a huge part of freedom. That's what Jewish people do. But exactly. I, but you know what? Even if we create our own space, what's going to happen is anyway. they will take it. It's not try. They will give you more money than you probably ever thought of to have that space. That's why we gotta all be like Master P. Stop being a sellout. It's not being a sellout. It's, if you if you built a business, right? Let's say if you built a, a hair salon or whatever, right? And you're bringing in 24 million a year. And they say, you know what? I'll give you 100 million right now for it. Guess what? You're going to take it. You know what? Actually, um, starting to be in a place. The average person the average is going person to take that take money. It. I agree. But and that's why we don't keep our own. But you, but you selling your soul. We don't have the generate. We don't have the generational wealth as they do, uh, and I, as they seem year after, you know, years after years after years. I agree, but it starts with our generation with, with teaching that and teaching mm-hmm. that to our children that we have to own and we have to take pride in our what yeah. we own. And it kind of goes back to if you look at Auburn Avenue and the evolution of Auburn yes. Avenue, where to your point, they did buy us out of our own businesses yeah. and came in and re-gentrified. You see that in several my communities. Is from Auburn Avenue. 609 Auburn Avenue. My uncles and my aunts was in the um, Boys and Girls Club. Martin Luther King used to come in there. Like, my family is literally from Atlanta. And I feel like, in general, when we realize our worth, we realize that it's not tied into a dollar. We selling our souls to people into things, mm-hmm. into a world that doesn't even care about us. You know what I'm saying? And like, we have to learn how to be in this world, but not of this world. That's the mm-hmm. only way. You, you're saying, so, and, and I'm speaking of, it's easier said than done. In, in, case, in case, in Brooklyn right now, right? Mm-hmm. It oh, is all the people from Manhattan that's coming into Brooklyn, mm-hmm. right? And so what the Indians are doing right now, they're going door to door, talking to the elderly people, right? Saying, you know what? This is a beautiful house. I can give you $700,000. And this is what my cousin did. I give you $700,000 from this house. I'm struggling. My house paid off, but I'm still struggling. I can take $700,000, come down here to Charlotte, and buy a house and still have money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Now they take that $700,000, 
We, you know what I mean? Renovate that. Mm-hmm. Now it's worth $3.5 million. That's crazy. But guess what? As a black person, I didn't have no money to get gold. Exactly. You know, I'm struggling day to day. Right. I got 700 I go buy 200000 Now I got 500000 in the bank. I'm chilling. I'm good for, you know what I mean? I'm good. So and that's how it was happening. My question is, we know all the problems. We know every problem that we have because we live it. We see it in our families. We see it with us. We see all of that. What is the remedy? Well, some people, I don't feel like. First off, you have to you Unite. to genuinely know the problem. Right. Some people know the problem, but don't admit admit to the problem. I okay. Agree. Some people are complacent and don't care about the problem. I agree. So some people don't want to do better or be better mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but in order to fix anything, you gotta. Have a drive to right. right. When you know better, you do better. And, and I, see, that's the problem because a lot of people don't see, know. Like the people in Macon, they ain't right. going nowhere. And we've been disenfranchised so much as a people that, that it's hard at a baseline to unite, right? I agree. And for us to kind of come together and say, "All right, I'm gonna make this sacrifice to stay in this seven hundred thousand dollar house in in Brooklyn and to make the commitment to regentrify and to sell black, buy black." And it's it's difficult. It's difficult because when you don't have it and you're struggling and you just kind of want to get that money in your pocket and be free because you've been struggling for so long, it's hard to make the sacrifice. So a lot of it is just like the, the sacrifice, and have, which is hard. Have you ever heard of Willie Lynch? Yeah. yeah. Willie Lynch came over from the Caribbean and basically taught him. Light skin gets dark skin. Curly hair against nappy hair. Whatever right. it may have been, right? Bella. House versus field, nigga. Mm-hmm. Guess what? He said, if you follow what I tell you, these will be instilled for with them for 400 plus years. Yep. Guess what? It's still instilled in us exactly. to this day. Exactly. That's the reason why. And Danny and I have talked about this about our older generations, especially where we're from. Mm-hmm. Our parents, some, and I guess, you know, Jelly's parents are younger than and ours, but our parents, they just don't understand. Like, I remember I was working for the railroad. My dad just thought... That's a that, great job. That is the best job ever. If you stay there, you're going to be a millionaire. And if I would have stayed there, I would have been... You would have lost your mind. I would have been shot at somebody. Like, legit. Like, for real. You have to take care but of you, yourself. But you think, like, oh, they got this job. They're working for the railroad. They're making all this money. Like, you can't retire a millionaire. But I know this one lady who died before she even reached that goal. Like, she had a goal of retiring from the railroad. You know what? And I, she she died of cancer. Right. Didn't even enjoy that money. You know what I'm saying? Because many of us value financial, what we perceive to be financial security. Mm-hmm. And we think that the only way that we can attain financial security is, if by, is by working for someone else. We don't have enough faith in ourselves mm-hmm. or enough faith in our people to invest agree, with right? each other to build sustainable projects, organizations, We're institutions in to give our own selves these opportunities. Right. You know when right. that started? The Industrial Revolution. Oh, yeah. come on. When, History? The, so, no, seriously, it has. Yeah. When basically starting in uh, uh, Ford, mm-hmm. basically when he started the, uh, um, the assembly line, line right. right? Basically saying, hey, you come work with me 40 years, right? I'm going to give you a paycheck every two weeks or every month or so, and then I'll give you a pension after that. Guess what? People say, oh, this is good for me. Exactly. I'm getting paid. But before then, guess what? Everybody had their own business. Exactly. Everybody had their store corner. Everybody had their dry cleaner or whatever it may be. Right. It may have been. It's when the Industrial Revolution came to the United States is when our mentality changed about working for someone. I 
Yeah, my boss, she's Jewish, and she only shops from small businesses. She ordered two things off Amazon because she had to ship them somewhere. But she was like, I just don't want these small shops to close. Like, I, I refuse to order from these big stores. Mm-hmm. I had to go to the mom and pop store. So, like, everything she buys us for, like, Christmas comes from, like, some little store that you've never heard of. Yeah, and I saw a TED Talk. I forgot who, who did it. But this this lady, this black lady and her family decided to what they call buy black for an entire year. And so they would only buy products from black companies, only eat at black establishments, and go to black sc- everything. That's hard. And it's hard. hard. So That's how do we hard. do that? Because, you know, a lot of us don't want to support each other. But then sometimes when you go there, like the place I went to today, there was hair in my food. There was plastic in well, my food. Well, well, you can get hair from and anywhere. Th- but then the lady had an attitude with me when I was like, hey, there was hair in my food. She was like, well, you've been gone for four hours, so we don't know who put the hair in the food. I say, you remember me? It was the one I had the plastic in my food earlier. It was me. But one of the things, though, even when it comes to black establishments, they got hours of operation on the door, but closed. That's what I can't stand. <laughs> That's a problem. But you know what, too, though? Well, White establishments treat us like shit, too. That's true. Mm-hmm. But we but just accept it. we accept it because mm-hmm. it's an establishment that everybody goes to. Exactly. And I feel like we're so much harder on black establishments. Don't get me wrong. That's we have to point. do better. Right. We need to do better. We got to be better in general in life to get to where we're trying to go. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but we'll settle going into Phipps Plaza, Saks Fifth Avenue, where, some, where somebody is following us around the fucking store. And spend $2,000. And spend $2,000 just to prove them wrong. That's why you but want to But we won't shop. go into a black. Pro white. <laughs> Pro white, baby. Pro white. <laughs> By white. Everything white. <laughs> so, like, how do we Target. move... How do we move into 2018 with this concept of, I guess, being supportive of our people at the same time holding them accountable to make sure that the products that they produce, the uh, the services that they provide, are up to par? Like, how do we do that? How do we make sure that we hold them accountable in 2018 and what? that we still support I think them? it's knowledge. Because a lot of people don't even know where black establishments are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have to, one, make yourself knowledgeable of that's a black establishment. Mm-hmm. Just because you see white people working in there mm-hmm. don't mean that it's a black, you know what I mean, that is a white establishment. Mm-hmm. You know, in that case. So we have to make ourselves knowledgeable first of where is it at. Mm-hmm. Then after we figure that, figure that out, like you said, how do you hold them accountable? Mm-hmm. Let them know when they do wrong. Right. Absolutely. I agree. Don't treat them no different. Just yeah. be like, you're wrong. Get like them. Write letters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. Right, so, and it's a way to do it in love, right? I so if agree. you if you want to give feedback, you can give feedback. Yeah. Hey, that didn't make me feel good. You know, I want to come eat here again, but I didn't like the service of, you know, Amy or maybe she was having a bad day. Right. Too, you know, right, exactly. She might be having a bad day. Agreed. So just let people know, but you don't have to be rude and nasty to let somebody know to I give agree. feedback. Okay, so let me ask you all this then. So how do we then combat people who say that we shouldn't support establishments just because they are black establishments. They so for, what, I was about to say some reckless shit. Just just say it. I don't give a fuck how you feel. I gotta uplift my people. I gotta make sure we good first. Exactly. Guess what? You do it for yours. Yeah, you do. Exactly. So I don't give a fuck how you feel. I'm gonna make sure my people and myself we're good. Mm-hmm. I agree. Why is that important? Why is that important though? Because it's circulating money in your um, community. Mm-hmm. Like, 
the our money in the African American community it does not last. Right. Six long. hours. Six right. hours. You got the Asian community. Mm-hmm. You got the Jewish community. You got the that. Their money does not leave them. Like, it right. literally does not leave them. Exactly. Black people have kids trillions of dollars yeah. buying yeah, power. It's, 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 it's a, enough is enough. But it starts with us. And what right. it is is that we have to respect. First, you have to respect your own self. You have to respect your own self. When you respect your own self, you start respecting your people. When you respect your people, you start being compassionate. Right. And that's like what he was saying mm-hmm. when... You don't have to be all up in arms when a bad establishment, because you're not gonna show out in sack. Right. Let's be clear. Exactly. Let's be for real. Mm-hmm. You're not you gonna be show out get locked up. because you don't want to look like a nigga. Right. Mm. right. So why are you looking like a nigga in a black person's establishment? Yeah. Lead with kindness. Right. Lead with compassion. Yep. That's my thing. So like here tonight, what are like what side goes to change this? It start with you. Mm-hmm. I like what you said well, as far one, as leading they, with They passionate. expect you as a black person to, to snap, yep. have an attitude, yep. raise your voice, you know, yep. all that. To and not tip. Yeah, and I tip more than 20%. You know, they expect that. And then I don't really think it's about proving anybody wrong, but um, I just feel like they genuinely need to know that we are not all the same. Right. right. And it's really Y'all, white people are not all the same. Right. right. But why wouldn't black people get together? You'd be like, ooh, I hope they don't think right. I'm with them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that is not me. I don't but it, but it, but it, But it goes back to we've been disenfranchised as a, as a community. Yes. So our why statement is uniting, coming together, and giving our black men jobs, giving our, um, our women jobs, and making our women feel comfortable, confident, and the same with our men. So it's about uniting a disenfranchised people and instilling pride. Because you look at the Asian communities, the Indian, they have pride in where they come from. Right. And they yeah. spend their dollars. But we don't even know where we, we don't, are we, and we, don't, we don't even know who we are. Right, right. And, and we're, we can barely teach our children values that they can stand by because we're so busy, again, running the sacks, running the demons, to spend $2,000 to prove a point. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We don't want to rally together. And, right, exactly. So we have to rally together and unite as a people. So that, that should be our why statement. And to piggyback on him, it's about changing your mindset and really mm-hmm. grooming the next generation to do better than us. Mm-hmm. If you look at the Jews, the Indians, the Asians, they groom their kids yeah, to take do. over these high-powered jobs, exactly. to own businesses, to take yeah, over yeah. businesses. And we don't do that. We are so comfortable with mediocre Yes, you know, yeah. as long as my kid graduates, that's all I care about. No, we need to be the grooming these kids to take on these high-powered yeah. jobs, oh. to take over these businesses so we can raise our people out of the situation that we're so in. So let me say this. This is the thing. We talk about the next generation. And this is what I want you to understand because I love history. I don't know if y'all noticed or not, right? Mm-hmm. Like I said before, the Bible said, basically, we, us people, Israelites, or, you know, you know, people that was enslaved, was going to be enslaved for 400 years, right? Mm-hmm. Then they came out, you know what I mean, Red Sea, boom. We came over here in 1619. 1619, 2019 is going to be 400 years. We have been truly enslaved. Oh, come on. We are the generation that's going to make I that heard, change. I heard. It's not going to be the next generation. This it's going to be us. Have y'all started noticing the change? Yes. Yeah. In the yes. past five, seven this years? Right. Yeah. Have y'all this started seeing that? Me. So guess what? It's not that generation. It's us that's going to make that change. Mm-hmm. 
We're going to make that change and teach ours. And guess what? You're going to see that flip. That's why they're trying to make America great again because they already know what's, what's to come. What's happening? I agree. And I feel like Trust me, they don't, they don't do that just because they already know that yeah. we are empowering ourselves and not going to rely on them anymore. So guess what? They know I'm outnumbered. They are now the minority in America. The minorities are the majority. They're losing a grip. Come on now. Right. Teach them something. And you know That's what? Why they're very you know afraid. what though? Every time that we have led, started a uprising and getting our own, they shut us down every time. Yes, it Black, can't Wall, no more. Black Wall Street, the '70s, where mm-hmm. you had the Black Power movement, they shut us down. Mm-hmm. Now we're here to a place where I really don't believe they can shut us no, down. No, it's not. You know why? Because we don't have. We don't people, have. A, we're not fair. I agree. We're not fair. People, right. people get so upset with Trump and the political, like what it looks like politically and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I've been telling people since he got in office that he not my problem. He's he they problem. We've been disenfranchised. Right. We've been discriminated against. Mm-hmm. Racism has never not existed to us in America. Right. It, it, this has been our reality. Mm-hmm. Why are you stressing? This is what Why you are you understand. worried? Sit back, work in silence. That's what we need to do. Mm-hmm. We need to stay off social media. We need to collaborate. That, that's hard. We need to get <laughs> we need to get shit started and realize that if we work in silence, there's nothing that they can do to stop us. Because at that point, we're already a marching army. So this is the thing. you can't do sometimes. nothing in silence nowadays. That's one. They know everything. You can. No, if you, they, want it to you can't do enough. anything in this society now without them knowing anything. That's that's the first thing. This is this is true. They know everything that we do because you know why? Because Technology. Yeah. Your phone. They listen to us. Your phone. Why do you think they then you, know, you can't take your batteries out? They can always track you. They can always listen to you. Right. Right. If you ever, if you ever, and this is one of the things um, I was talking about. You can be having a conversation and you just start seeing ads pop up. Yeah. Because they listen. Yeah. I thought I was the only one. Like yeah. No, because they're listening. Yeah. Right. Your they're truly listening to us. So you can't do nothing without them knowing. <laughs> guess what? We're still going to do it. And guess what? The reason why is because we are fearful. Mm-hmm. We, we, we don't have no... Oh, is it fearful? No. The fearless. Fearless. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Did it sound right when it came out my mind? <laughs> we are fearless in this case, right? So guess what? We're going to still do what we do, and there's nothing they can do. I know. You see the KKK. They talk about KKK in Atlanta. They talk about niggas talking about, I wish they would come over here. I wish they would. I'm busting this shit wide open. So I don't care. I'm over it. And they and, know it. And in order for us to be able to make the change, I think another thing that we need to bring into 2018 is confidence. Because you know what? Because for too many of us and our people, there are constant attacks on our confidence. Right. We, we, we constantly question whether or not we are worthy enough whether we're smart enough, enough. whether we are good enough, Mm -hmm. whether or not we're able to do whatever needs to be done in order for us to make that change. But we have to be confident in the fact that we do have what it takes. Mm -hmm. So that's certainly something that I think we need to take with us. And literally, I started giving, like, I started with affirmations. Mm -hmm. Um, Because people don't understand how important affirmations are. When you're, as a black person, when you're living in this society and they're telling you everything you aren't, Everything you can't be, everything you're not good enough to do, everything you're not articulate enough to do, everything that you're not white enough to do, that affects you. 
And no, no matter, no matter how much, no matter how good you think you are, or how great you think you are, it might not affect some as it does others. Mm-hmm. But, but it affects I us all. Man. It affects me. Exactly. And once I realized that it affected me, and I wasn't loving myself as much as I love, as much as I should, I had to stand in front of the mirror and say, "Girl, I love you. Mm-hmm. I love you so much. You're worthy." Because everything. Everything in this culture teaches us to, to do otherwise. And I feel like affirmations is a big part of that. Because what affirmations does, it, tri- it, it, it changes your mind. Mm-hmm. It changes your mindset. It becomes auto-suggestive. It's like, oh, I am enough. Nothing that you're saying to me makes me think that I am worth it. We have to change ourselves. We've been, like he said, we've been in this shit for 400 years. This is 400 years of trauma, 400 years of abuse. 400 years of us thinking that we're not good enough. Mm-hmm. You got people that's walking around, oh, I'm all this and all that. They don't even believe that shit. Mm-mm. Exactly. Let's be real. Let's take real pride in loving ourselves. And okay. knowing ourselves. I agree. <laughs> know what we're capable of. Knowing ourselves, again, we got to know where we came from. And that's just really just, that's spiritual with us. I agree. It's spiritual. Because truly, we don't know where you know where we you know truly come from. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You you got some people say, "Oh, I I come from Africa. I don't I don't come from Africa." You know, oh, I come from you know you know I'm a Jew. You know, it, it, we we truly don't know where we came from as a people, but it's all spiritual. So you got to believe in your spirit yeah. that we are one, divine. That we that we are connected. That we can work together for the positive positive and just make something great happen without anyone else influence. I agree. You know what I mean? We got to start loving each other, especially the brothers. Yeah, because right. the brothers, the sisters, the sisters, trust me, the sisters get together in a second. Why you see what Beyonce? You know what I mean? They came together. The sisters true. all together. <laughs> I'm telling you. They're now true. the brothers, it, it takes for us, right? Because mm-hmm. we got to be the ones leading, right? We right. got to be the soldiers out there. You know what I right. mean? Um, and at and then some of them got, got to know how to treat the sisters as uh, well. Of course, right? But that takes another brother to basically show him the right way. Right. right. You get what I'm saying? Because uh, uh, not saying always, but a sister is not going to be able to show a brother. It's going to take a long time for him to really see that. Right. For one of his brothers to say, yo, yo, you fucking up, I agree, up, but what I will say is that one of the main reasons that the black community is in the state that it's in is because we disrespect the original mother every day in more ways than one. And I feel like, yes, a man can be a leader. Anybody can be a leader. What it is is about empowering male and female to know your worth. Because when you know your worth, you're just not going to treat anybody else like shit. Mm-hmm. That's just the reality. Mm-hmm. You're just not going to treat anybody else like shit when you know your worth. If I love myself, I know that my confidence, my confidence does not lie in me treating you like you're less than me. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like it all starts stems with just loving yourself. Forget the roles. We all messed up. We all fucked up. Honestly, we need to reevaluate all of this because it's not working for us. It hasn't worked for us. Let's be clear. We just, it, it starts with loving yourself, and when you love yourself, you know how to love others. Exactly. Yeah, I think this. I think we just need to get together. This is the committee right here. We're going to spread out over the country. Let's go. Let's go. We're going to spread out over the country. Let's go. I really, truly, I really like this discussion. I like that, I, too. I'm really intelligent. And one, one last thing that I'll say about what we need to bring with us 
into 2018 is the concept that we don't have to dim our own lights in order to allow other people to shine. Right? We don't we don't have to <laughs> That is clear for that. Yeah. I mean we, we we don't we don't have to dim we don't have to dim our lights and that's what a lot of us do is that we feel as though we have to dilute who we are. Mm-hmm. We have to water ourselves down in order to be accepted by the masses. Right. When honestly we're not put on this earth to be accepted by everyone, Mm-mm. but those of us who have faith, you know, and most of us do in our community. It, they know that whatever door is for you, it will be open, you know, and that no man can close that door mm-hmm. for you, from you, from your entrance. Right. So we just need to have confidence in knowing that we can let our light shine right. as bright as we can and that the right opportunities will come about. And that's, I think that's just, that's an affirmation right. that we definitely need to take into 2018. And you know what? I actually do think he's right. Everybody sitting in this room. Sin? Sitting in his oh. I'm from Atlanta, baby. Yes. And that's a perfect segue, though. I'm going to say, I'm, say, I'm going to church. That, that, and we, we like to do a southern saying. We like, we like to do a southern. We like to do a southern saying in every episode. And I think Terrica gave us one. Sin. Okay, he didn't catch it. Just please don't judge me when I'm bringing a new year because I will be drunk. Me too. Um, Turn well, the first fuck of all, <laughs> Turn the no, fuck I, up. I can't judge no But I will be bringing a new no, year. Okay. Wait a minute, bro. Are you serious right now? <laughs> okay. It's okay. Well, tell, tell us how we're going to bring in a new year. How are you going to bring in a new year? Um, I plan on being at Terrica's house. <laughs> now, Terrica has this, like, genius plan on bringing in the new year, and you ought to share it. Sleep? No, um, tomorrow I am having a wine and vinyl party. Of course, people can bring liquor or whatever it is. You can bring whatever you drink, but I also want you to bring wine and I want you to bring a vinyl record. And we um, are going to get in touch with, you know... Old school. The real, old real. Old school, old school, school, new oh, that's school. Dope. it doesn't old matter. Luther Vandross, her, 21 Savage. Yes. Whatever it is. Where is on battle. That's a hell of a mix there. Luther <laughs> and 21. Whatever makes the soul feel good. That is what I'm going for. I'm trying to create a vibe in my home. And, yeah. um, and she's already decorated. She's already decorated. The house is, I've seen it. Oh. Yeah. It's already I'm decorated. Excited. That's dope. That's good. awesome. That's awesome. As usual. Why are you tapping me? Well, we enjoyed everyone partaking in this conversation with us. And when you stay lit, you'll never be in the dark. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs>